It's time to get your morning started with the news you need to know. News update. This is what's trending with DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Rebound John Collins. Underhand scoop to Sexton. Across the half court with a head on a swivel. Leaves it behind for Keontae. Jazz lead. Three ball. Keontae Jordan's on the right side. And Utah's up by one. Their first lead since 1817. 82-79. Ninth rebound for Hendricks. Slicing through the lane. Clarkson goes to Duncan with a little extra vengeance. Such great heights for Jordan Clarkson. Nietzsche, the 30-year-old rookie, acquired from Oklahoma City, crosses to his left hand, swings the laces into his fingers, launches the three, misses. Long rebound man, more aggressive to it than the Jazz. Top to Williams for a dagger three, and he nailed it. The Utah Jazz get beat. They fall to the Charlotte Hornets. 115-107. The Hornets win the fourth quarter. 30 to 17, and they win the game 115 to 107. PK was trending well there in the third quarter. Kids were all right, and then all of a sudden, here come the Hornets against the Jazz starters or finishers. Well, except for Hendricks, yeah, because he, I, mean, I don't even think he played in the fourth quarter, did he? Yep. And uh, he had all his 12 points in the third. It looked great. Go uh, get those offensive rebounds and man, stick them back he in. Had wild athletic ability, man. He's in. Incredible athletic ability. There's just no question about that. He has to refine the shot. We'll see if that can come. I don't know that I really want him shooting threes right now, but uh, this is a this is a team that's not capable of winning very many games going forward. That is exactly how it looks right now. They're going to play the rookies. And we'll see how much better they get and what kind of impact they can have. But it was a struggle, and they defended uh, a lot of the issues that they've had. They did not have against Charlotte, but it didn't matter. It wasn't enough. They get beat again. They've lost five in a row now. They'll try to snap that streak against the Spurs. Keep jacking up threes with very little chance of them going in. I'll just never understand that. Isn't the goal to make threes, not just simply to shoot threes? <laughs> this makes no sense to me. Marketing two of nine from the three-point arc. George was 2 of 8. Clarkson was 0 for 4. Those three combined a 4 of 21, really struggling. Having Chris Dunn shoot a 3. Is Derek Favors around? Can he <laughs> shoot a couple? They got they very little chance of going in. You like that one Walker Kessler took? Why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not? Well... Why not? <laughs> wonder if you hear that in a jazz film session. Hey, why the well, hell not? Well, I mean, everybody else is missing. Give me a shot. I'm not going to make it, but I'm only going to take one, so it's only going to be one wasted possession. Jazz are back in action Sunday. The Spurs at the Delta Center at 6 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Jokic gets it behind the free throw line. Backdoor cut. Murray leans in. Layup good. Jamal Murray, 14 in the game now. Shea's got to steal it midcourt. Dishing to dump for the right side. Throwdown with the right-hand delivery. He's closing big with 19 points. Irving on the move through the lane. Mavericks running time down. Kyrie back out against Allen. Now attacks in the lane. Behind him to Doncic. Top of the arc three. Kill shot. A 41-point game for Doncic. Doncic with 41 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds. He just barely missed the triple-double, but his Dallas Mavericks beat the Phoenix Suns 
123 to 113. We like to sit sometimes and eat on the couch and watch a game. And so we turned on that game. It was on 530. And I told my wife, oh, he's going to have a big game. Why? So because he didn't like the Suns and Booker. <laughs> Gets him all sorts of fired up. It does every time. They've had a couple of run-ins. <laughs> sure enough, 41. Those two teams tied for sixth and seventh place. They are both 10 games over 500 at 33 and 23. You trust either one of them to make a deep playoff run? Nice teams, nice records, but how far can they go? You're talking about the Suns? And the Suns and the Mavs. Well, I mean, the Suns, when they have their guys, Bradley Beal's out with a hamstring. I mean, he had a week off, and he's out last night. He's not going to play tonight, they said. So... If they don't have their guys, no, I don't trust them at all. But let's see what happens. I mean, they're like 19-7 and seven with their guys, but their guys are rarely there. The Clippers get beat by the Thunder. Showdown of two of the top three teams in the West goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 129-107. to 107. Showdown between the big names, the Stars, who are currently ninth and 10th in the West, the Warriors and Lakers, and that one goes to the Warriors, 128-110. to Steph had 32. Warriors still in 10th place, a half game behind the Lakers, and those teams have now pulled well in front of the Jazz, three and a half, four games in front of them. The race to see if the Jazz... Finish with a top 10 record or not? Do they keep that draft pick or not? They can finish with a top 10 record. I guarantee you that. Bottom 10 record. <laughs> top 10 draft pick. My bad. Thank you for that, though. Pelicans, 127-105 over the Rockets. Finally found something I'm willing to bet on. <laughs> Jazz at the top 10 record. Not happening. Where's all my money? Push my chips to the middle of the table. The Spurs, who will be here Sunday, got beat by the Kings, 127 to 122. Sabonis with a triple-double in that one. Pistons center Isaiah Stewart has been suspended three games for punching Drew Eubanks on Valentine's Day. The misdemeanor assault charge for it was dismissed. He'll sit three games. And the Joker became the fourth player to have a triple-double against every opponent in the NBA. 21 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists. In a 131-10 win over Washington. Did you even know there was such a stat? I did not know someone was tracking to see if everyone had a triple-double against everybody. I think the question is, do I care? (laughs) Well, I know the answer to that. There's something I'm willing to bet on. No. He doesn't have one against the expansion Seattle team. (laughs) He'll have to wait for Seattle and Vegas to come into the league and get them. And then at the end of the career, he needs to go play somewhere for a year so he can get one against the Denver Nuggets. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. So I immediately went in the team and told them, I absolutely love you guys. I would never, ever want to embarrass you, but it's my bad. I'm at fault. I should have never mentioned to anybody by name. I didn't mean it. I was trying to talk typical clinic talk like I do. The slowest player in the league at the NBA is Jokic. He can't move laterally. Some of the greatest players I've coached can't move laterally. So I didn't think that's a big deal, but I should never, ever mention a name. I'm a veteran coach. I tell... Every young coach in the business, show class when you win, show class when you lose, give the other team credit. And I'm really, really proud to have them, but I totally apologize to them for doing that. My family and my players, outside of breathing air, they're the most important thing in my life. That's why I'm still coaching today. They are the air that I breathe. And I love them dearly. I would never want to embarrass them or hurt them. Beep, 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 Rick Pitino backing beep, it up, apologizing beep, beep, for his... Beep, beep, 
critical comments last week. <laughs> too late, baby. Too late. <laughs> Coach, do you realize that every one of these players can transfer in the offseason if you keep talking like that? I don't Knock think he off. cares. Yeah. <laughs> there may be that. UVU picked up a win last night. They beat Texas Rio Grande Valley, so that's four in a row for UVU. And SUU lost to UT Arlington. And tomorrow, BYU is at Kansas State, noon on ESPN+. Ah, the anticipation, PK. A chance to sweep a week, a 2-0 week, move two games over 500. Give yourself a little breathing room going down the stretch here. Work on that seating. Yeah, but they're not looking at it that way. They're looking at a two-game road trip now. Yep. So they got to get a split of the two-game road trip because, what is it, Tuesday against Kansas Nobody beats Kansas in Kansas. It's impossible. Impossible? Yes, yeah, so they're... And there may be putting, a player light, uh, by the yeah, way. Well, Spencer Johnson is not going to be there. Well, hey, he had a kid. Congratulations. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. And he can take off in uh, four years from now on paternity leave. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, that doesn't matter. I mean, you got to play the game with or without him. He shows up great. I mean, he's capable of going for 20 or capable of going for zero. Uh, Who will step up if he's not there? He's an important player, but... I mean, uh, Kansas Kansas State's point guard, who was going to be BYU's point guard, uh, he hasn't played this season, so that's a wash right there. Those are just excuses. Utah will be on the road at Colorado, 7 o'clock, Pac-12 Networks. The 7 and 8 Utes, the 8 and 7 Buffs, fighting over territory in the middle of the Pac-12. This would be a big win for them if they were to get it. Colorado's a good team. They've had guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, De Silva, Simpson, Williams, these guys are really good. And if they're all there, particularly at home, this would be their best road win of the season. I mean, I know they beat St. Mary's, but at the time, St. Mary's was down. They got better. But we'll have to see who shows up for Colorado because when they got their dudes, they're good. Well, now that they got that first conference road win, maybe the weight is off. Maybe they'll go out there, play a great game, get a road win. It'd be a big deal. Get them back to 500 in the league. They need a streak down the stretch here, so they're going to have to win road games. Can they do it Saturday night? DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. Johnny Football talking about the crazy weight loss that ended his NFL run. Drug issues. Well, yeah, and and he's been uh, advertising. You know, you got Marie over here. You got Johnny. Hey, do the blow. <laughs> Johnny Menzel diet plan. Don't tell the feds. The DEA will be knocking on your door. So you got this going on here, yeah. Well, what's the deal with Menzel? Why is he out? In, why has he been in the news lately? Willing to do podcasts and tell crazy stories in the off season when people want anything about football. Give me anything about football. I don't know what else to tell you. What else so is he got, doing? So you got a book to sell or something? 
I don't know. I hadn't heard of him. He was kind of off the radar as far as I knew. Yeah, but then the other day, uh, didn't we have yesterday, Yach, his father said, what was it, $3 million? Yeah, he was claiming that he told so- he told someone he'll stay there for two more years if he can guarantee him $3 million and talking about bag men and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get your bag. and he, this guy Alabama's got that yeah, 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 one. Yeah, that's yeah. Right, right. Was that the same podcast? That I don't know, but yeah, he has been in the public eye a lot more recently. I wonder what he's doing for life, though. You got to do something. I mean, he's just a kid still. Yeah, I don't know. Medical sales? <laughs> <laughs> Clever. <laughs> or back Clever. in uh, College Station uh, giving lessons? Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> There's a lot of high school quarterbacks in Texas. Fundamentals weren't really his thing. It was more like run around like crazy and make a play. Okay, well, I mean, anybody can make a play when the play's there. It's what can you do when it's not there. Chargers offensive coordinator Greg Roman told reporters he's confident they'll establish a consistent running offense, which he expects to elevate Justin Herbert's play as well. I'm confident, too. Seattle Seahawks have restructured quarterback Geno Smith's contract, converting his $9.6 million roster bonus into a signing bonus and creating $4.8 million in 2024 salary cap space. His cap hit this season will drop to $26 million, but will balloon to $38 million in 2025. That's a, like a hot air balloon. And the Chiefs signed free agent punter Matt Ariza. He played for the Bills and was caught up in a lawsuit alleging the rape of a 17-year-old girl in 2021. He was dismissed from the lawsuit in December. He's been looking for an opportunity. The Chiefs made the move with former All-Pro punter Tommy Townsend set to hit unrestricted free agency. So that was a situation where he was cleared, right? The charges were they false? Is that uh, what it was? The, he was dismissed from the lawsuit. I, 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 I do that. not know more details than that. Evidence said that he wasn't at the party at the time. Wait, he wasn't even there? Assault. Well, he was at the party earlier on, but when the alleged assault actually happened, there's evidence that he wasn't there. So he was dismissed from the lawsuit. So he's cleared to go, obviously. Yep, correct. Good. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. What I've always tried to do and want my legacy to be is you helped a lot of people be more successful in their life. I don't know for sure exactly what the legacy is going to be, but that's what I'd like for it to be. Nick Saban, what will he do now that he's retired as the Bama football coach? He's going to do TV. Yep. I like when he says that because he talked about that a lot. Create value for yourself. He, at least in public, he would talk about that. And that, that's across the board. It's something, oh, be a better offensive tackle, lift more weights, uh, that type of thing, you know, because most of us aren't going to be 6'4", 300 pounds. But all of us are in the position of how do we create value for ourselves? And what he means by that is putting yourself in the best possible position to have a successful life. And obviously his was with the football players. But he would talk about that that went beyond. It was a message that carried far beyond football. In fact, it was... It was hard to even connect it to football, really, when you think about it. And I always appreciated that because that's what it's about. Whatever, whatever situation you're in, what can you do to create value for yourself so you become valuable to an employer, essentially, and maybe to a, a, a man or woman or whatever it is in a marriage, whatever it might be. And I, and I always liked when he went down that road. That was always how he talked about the players getting better kind of in those terms. All the details matter, all the relationships matter. It's how you win. And that's the value you create in football. 
But you're right. That would matter in a lot of businesses. Do your job and do it the right way. Be somebody somebody wants to work with. SEC is pushing for changes in the early signing period in college athletics, including making the entire month of December a recruiting dead period and moving National Signing Day up two weeks closer to the start of the month. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey told Yahoo Sports, according to the uh, league's coaches, have already approved the proposed changes as they seek to balance one of the craziest and busiest periods of the college football calendar. Putting signing day in the middle of December with playoff games no longer works. Move it to early December, the Wednesday before championship games. Well, just why have one? Just let them sign whenever. Well, you, you can basically you can sign whenever, verbally commit, and then just stick to it, even though you don't sign. No, I mean you can sign something beyond the signing period. It's just not it's not a lat- national letter of intent. You can get out of it, and they can dump you. But you can still sign it. It's just called, it's called a scholarship agreement. Just do do that. If you're ready to commit, commit away. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The new uniforms for the 2024 Major League Baseball season. Generated by Nike, produced by Fanatics, have been panned by Major League players as their quality has been questioned, along with revelations of see-through pants, supply chain issues. You could see teams and players not have enough pants in reserve should they get torn, etc. A Major League Baseball spokesperson said in a statement that adjustments are being made to the jersey size, waist, inseam, thigh fit, and bottom of the pants based on player requests from Fanatics, Nike, and MLB. So, see-through pants? Yeah. I've got it. Oh, there's a pretty explicit one that was oh. out there on the internet yesterday. We get us, we get uh, an expansion. The Utah Chippendales. There it is. Who's with me? You call them the chips? <laughs> Trying to win the chips. Yeah. The what chips do you think? The chips. The Utah Chippendales. That's this, cutting edge right there. I think this will be old news by the time Utah gets an expansion team. Yeah, but the rate we're going at that point, they won't be wearing pants. hey <laughs> Dramatic turn of events. So you're gonna, they're gonna have new uniforms upon the new uniforms. I guess so. Got to move quickly. Here we go. How far away is the opener now? So got an uh, odd date because they go to Korea, right? That's like a week early. March twentieth. Yeah. So less than a month. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. We'll probably make a couple changes to the group uh, so we can get some fresh freshness in the legs. Obviously, just coming off of preseason, most of the guys I don't think are ready to endure two 90-minute bouts uh, so close together. So we'll probably do that. Pablo Mastroni, RSL head coach, talking about lineup changes in advance of tomorrow night's game in St. Louis. RSL losing the opener at Miami. Now they get a team that's best in the West a year ago. They tied. They lost. I saw no, the game. No, no. Look at look at right here. Yeah, I corrected that. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. You're doing a pregame yak. I will be in Idaho. You're in Idaho. You going to the Steelheads game? No. <laughs> got a family member who's got a thing they want me to attend, so I will oh. be going north. What do you guys do? Rotate that. Rotate what? The pregame. We rotate it, yeah. So, Spence and Lauren will be doing it tomorrow, and then, yeah, we'll just kind of rotate through. 
But you guys, you, you do all the games on the radio, right? Uh, I missed a handful last year. Oh, you did? But I did. I make most of them. Oh, yeah. I remember there's some guy with an accent. <laughs> that would be Spence, oh. a.k.a. Spenno. He's good. A.k.a. the guy. He is good. He did. He filled in uh, as an analyst. He filled in on the play-by-play. He does pre and post. He's talented. Cool. Yeah. He's a good dude. He'd crack you up, too. He's got a nice little uh, Jersey bitterness going to it sometimes. <laughs> Pre-game at 5.30. First kick at 6.30 on the zone. That is what is trending. Coming up, we will talk with Jason Christ from Rail Salt Lake at 8.30. David Locke is here to talk about the Jazz at 8 o'clock. And Aggie forward great awesome war is here at 9 o'clock on the zone. The question of the day is next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. And now, a look at traffic from the KSL Traffic Center. Accessing. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. Mark Harlan, athletic director at the University of Utah. I would have bet that the Big 12 would have had you and BYU playing the final weekend of the season. They've got you playing on November 9th. Is that something that you guys liked or preferred? Don't ever want to speak for Tom, but where I was on it was that I wasn't wedded to it. And I want to maximize it for television because the Holy War deserves it. So I just told the Big 12, and obviously Tom was in agreement, that let's just put it at a place that's great. You know, we're aspirational to be in Dallas for that championship game. I'm sure BYU is. Too. And, uh, you know, maybe playing that rivalry game quickly was in my mind. But at the end of the day, if they put it there, we would have said, let's go. But I think, you know, what we said was we're not wedded to that. And folks were maybe for that or against that in the community. But, you know, I think it's just a few weeks before that now, right where it fell. And I imagine it'll be a real primetime type telecast. Catch Hanson Scotty weekdays from noon to three on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Question of the morning. As the Jazz lose their fifth straight game, but play all three of their draft picks from the 2023 draft. Well, if the Jazz are going to continue to lose, at least, isn't it good to give minutes to the three rookies? I think so. Yeah, when you throw the at least in there, how can you really argue with that? Got to play the young guys at some point. And this season isn't going anywhere, so why not now? Well, they made the decision to make the season not go anywhere. That's yep. the thing. Traded away a couple guys who can shoot the three and one who can handle the ball and gave them a little size and a little veteran experience, and they moved them for draft picks. Yeah. So at this point, yep. Speaking of Abaji, of course. Get, not exactly. Get <laughs> Sensabaugh out there. Let's go. Make Sensabaugh. What can he do? Dustin says, I think it's important to find winning combinations on whatever current roster we have. Throwing the rookies to the Wolves with no hope for success is probably not doing them any favors. I think he's throwing the rookies to the Hornets, not to the Wolves. And there was hope for success. There was a little success. Third quarter looked good. And the fourth quarter wasn't really on the rookies. That didn't look good. Well, Hendricks didn't play. So it's definitely not on him. No. Given Clarkson 34 minutes. He was really frustrated in that game. His body language, you could see the frustration very clearly. He had the worst, most important stat ever, plus minus, at minus 19. Yikes. Tony says it'd be nice to figure things out sooner than later. At this point, Keontae's a piece to the puzzle. But isn't this about finding out if these guys can be above-average role players? Marketing would be a great second option, so at some point in the next two years, you think the Jazz have to offer a... Major number one option, free agent, to get out of rebuild mode and on to winning playoff game mode. Who's that? 
I don't know if it has to be a free agent option. It can be a trade, but who's who can that? they go get who's, who's a that? great player? I mean, I, I don't care the option. I'm just, I care the player. The option is irrelevant, however you acquire them. Who is that, though? Who's that available? Who will who's be available this Who's a big-time player summer? who's really sucking? The team-wise, of course. Yeah, I think there's the uh, hope that it would be Doncic, that he'll get sick of uh, Dallas floundering in mediocrity and he'll want out at some point. But could so it be want to somebody go to else? Worse? <laughs> could, he, <laughs> could he go? That doesn't make any sense. Could it be someone else who's emerging? I mean, I don't think Markinen was thought of as a second option before the Jazz traded I mean, for him. Floundering in mediocrity. Uh, 10 games over 500, uh, 15 uh, games. Not, probably not 15 uh, games, but well in front of the Jazz. Less than two years ago, they were in the Western Conference Finals. Yep. The team is better now than it was then. And they're floundering in mediocrity? Sixth place in the West. I stand by that statement. They floundering in mediocrity. mediocrity. I don't think so. Floundering around 500. Well, they're 10 games over now. They've been playing better. I just don't know that there's a player like that available. That's my point. Then they have to draft one and develop them. I mean, there certainly wasn't a player available like that at the trade deadline. Well, when by Ama. He has a chance to be number one option, and they're floundering. Yeah. But he's a rookie, so you figure that'll take a while to play out. But going down this road after the trade, going down this road in the press conference, Jay-Z addressed this. He wasn't really asked. It was in a longer answer, but stuffed in the middle. He says, you know the meme. There's been zero days since there's been drama in the NBA. So it could be somebody who seems perfectly happy now on the surface, and there's no rumors, and they'll suddenly be available. When? I have no idea, PK. Well, suddenly seems uh, suddenly is a uh, by be, definition it's now at any point in the next two two years. Two totally years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to wait. <laughs> so that that puts it up to four. Yikes! Marketing's gone at that point. Seems like whether he decides to, uh, they, I think they can give him an extension this summer. That will be a big moment. Will he do it or not? Yeah, what? But then we've seen guys leverage the way it right. after they sign it, so you're right. I mean, it's a big moment, though. It's, it's a big... not necessarily a encompassing, defining moment. Right. Yeah, somebody can change their... Again, back to there's zero so, days since there's been drama in the NBA. Maybe the drama would be him. What drama It'll was yesterday? Somebody. What drama was uh, Tuesday? Let me see. Hold on just one second. Uh, I don't, I don't think drama there was any drama Tuesday. I think Tuesday well, was we drama-free. Got... <laughs> That's the all-star break. It doesn't really count. You said every we day got, in the NBA. Well, we got Isaiah Stewart. Ah, so. Has just Isaiah been Stewart. For punching, yeah, he's just not a good enough player. <laughs> you need a better player to have drama. He can do whatever he wants. He's not going to make a difference between winning and losing. Caleb says, I do not agree. Oh. Talking about the original question. If the Jazz are going to continue to lose, okay, okay. at least. Isn't it good enough to give minutes to three rookies? I do not agree. Well, why not? The 76ers tried it, and they still haven't gotten to the NBA Finals. Not only that, Caleb, they haven't gotten to the conference finals. This may not work. Yeah, that's why we love sports, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We don't know if stuff's going to work or not. If teams I got a player who's really good, and by a lot of indications, there's reason to believe he wants out. And that is? Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, but he wants out for New York. <laughs> A three-way deal, though. Let's get some big names going. Let's go. 
Trader Danny, make it happen. They all want to come back. I mean, we had uh, Kirilenko. I saw come. four of them get off the elevator last night. There they were. Yeah. Kirilenko, Kerr, Williams, and Boozer. Did they say hi, DJ? Uh, two of the four did. Two two of the four greeted me, standing against a cement wall. they say hi, DJ? No, they did not. They, they couldn't remember my name. <laughs> they recognized my face. They don't have a name. I couldn't remember initials Who either. was it? A.K.A. Memo. And now Williams? We just talked to him face-to-face a few months ago. Yeah, I don't know. People were talking. They were coming out of the elevator. They didn't know I was going to be there. I'm short. They look at, you know, Boozer. and the crowded and, elevator? You're actually taller than yeah, by yeah. like five inches. And the, the two tall guys American. saw me. That was a terrible. Oh, I am really? Yeah. What's They're the like average? 5'8", 5'9". Oh, is really that average? I don't know. Gives me something to look up in the break, though, so you're, I appreciate you're that. You're 6'4", full of muscle. I'm not 6'4". <laughs> oh, notice how he didn't say full of muscle, Yuck. Everybody he didn't argue that, that one. I don't, I don't have to. <laughs> that one's clearly obvious. <laughs> As you pointed out so many times. Bench day today. We got it. <laughs> that's Jelly roll. That's because uh, O'Kerr has a real soft heart. He does. He does. And he was almost by me. Hey! Turned around and patted me on the shoulder. He's a he was genuine talking to somebody. good dude. I mean, they were all sitting on the elevator talking to somebody, and the door opened, and they walked off. They weren't expecting anybody. I had the opportunity to do some things with him uh, community-wise, and, boy, he just treated everybody like gold. Mm-hmm. He's, he really is a pleasant person. Uh, we should all be like the way he is. And of course, we should also have multi-memberships to golf. <laughs> golf clubs. Yeah, that'd be good Country too. clubs. Yeah. But, but even, even still, I mean, he always had a good heart. Yep. So it doesn't surprise me that you named him. Karolinko, man, he still looks like he's 25 years old. <laughs> he does look like he's gained <laughs> maybe two or three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Got the smile going on. and He was very happy and upbeat, which he was not at the end here. This was much more who he was when he got here and started yeah. playing. Yeah. He was very upbeat, smiling, laughing. Yeah, he was yeah. laughing about something walking off the elevator. Whatever they were talking about in the elevator, they were right. cracking each other up. And uh-huh. Clearly happy to be there. For sure. Maybe they can get somebody like the way they did with O'Kerr and Boozer. O'Kerr was a player on that Detroit team, but he wasn't getting he wasn't getting a lot of minutes. And then they brought him over here. He was a nice player. He'd be very effective in today's game with his ability to shoot from the perimeter. He's not wasn't a defensive guy or you know a shot blocker, rim protector type guy. But a little before his time though, he could yeah, spread yeah. the floor and open it up for. For D. Will or, yeah. or Carlos Boozer to drive to the rim and not have to worry about the shot blocker who's attached to him. Yeah, I think they can adjust defensively on that. You don't necessarily. Well, they certainly have, to put have your done shot more of that. He was he was uh, before his time and it was kind of new when they did it. Now that's right. what happens all the time in the NBA. And then Boozer, there was some type of agreement, but it wasn't signed or whatever, and the Jazz swooped in. And he's a nice player. I mean, they didn't get him over the hump. But certainly those teams were a lot better than this team. And, and I think once it's like if you – they say if you want a job, it's easier to get a job when you have a job. And I'm wondering, it's the same type of principle. Well, if you want to get better and go to the finals, is it easier to do it from, if you're – From the bottom or from the middle? Because yeah, I put them a, a scotch above the middle back then, though. They oh, they were. stars They were above and the middle. And three, O'Curry even made it. And so, Karolinko made it. Did Karolinko ever make he it? He had one early in his career, but once those guys got yeah. there, he didn't have the offensive numbers to get there. He went one time. 
I think Memo only went once, too. But still. But they still went? Yeah. They still went, yeah. I think what you said earlier about Doncic, you know, okay, if they're mired in me- mediocrity in Dallas, well, he doesn't want to go to a team that's under 500 because he's upset with 10 games over 500. He wants to go to a team that's got a chance to win it all. So he's looking for somebody better. He's not looking for the bottom third or bottom half of the league. And the Jazz of that era, those guys, the four fulls, they were they were together and went to the playoffs four years in a row. And they lost to the NBA champ three times and to a team that went to the finals the other time. So they lost to the elite of the league. Do foreign stars really leave, though? It doesn't seem like it. It's the American players who want to get closer to home or back to the college coach or whatever, a bigger market. The Giannis re-upped. It looks like the Joker's happy in Denver. Well, of course he's Doncic has a move. Yeah, right. But so there's three big time stars just off the top of my head, and not only have none of them moved, there's really only been speculation about one of them moving, and he didn't. Doncic will be Mr. Maverick one A. Dirk didn't move. Yeah, he's Mr. Maverick. He's up there drinking some beer in the suite last night. They showed him. I was watching the game before the Jazz game, and his hands are so big you couldn't see the uh, whatever he's drinking and just swallows but it looked, the whole thing. It was a can, and then I saw later on social media, uh, Dirk taking it easy, throwing back a hooch. <laughs> so, and he was looking, he was looking at his phone, and, and then he took a swig, but looking like, and he he's a toast of the town in that town, for a football town, for a football mad town. He yeah. has broken through about as well as you could, right? But he's a champion. Him and Corey Seager with the Rangers have uh, managed to uh, elevate themselves. Uh, so it doesn't seem like that would be available. Just trying to figure out ways for this team uh, to get better. And I'm not interested right now in, oh, conference final, NBA final. That seems ridiculous to talk about. Seems like it's so far away that why would we be talking about that? We can talk about it and it sounds good and the employees talk about it, but it seems so unrealistic. It's a goal, but it's a long goal of every team. It's a long term goal and it's a long way away and there's a lot of ground to cover before you get there. Yeah, to me, get into top four or five. You know that that that's where I would be looking, and that's is that in the middle of the league? I don't think it's the middle of the league. And why is that that's so top, bad to be in that spot? That would be what you're describing as top third. Yeah. So I look at a, a four-five series because there's not that much difference between a four-five. You know, I realize you get one more home game if you need it at the end of the series. That's where booze, the Boozer Williams team spent a lot of time in four-five series. Well, so did Mitchell and and those guys. But get yeah. there before you start talking about, well, we're not skipping steps. Yeah, and your steps are going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little uh, meter on my wrist, and it's going to be 10,000 steps. I'm, what am I worried about that for? I keep hearing that. They don't want to skip steps. Oh, great. And I want to live till I'm 150, <laughs> and that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think you do. I don't think you want to live to 100. Well, if I'm as buff as I am now, why not? Because all your friends die and you got nobody to talk to about that music crap. or whatever. You're a hero. You're going to vote for him. He's 81 years old. He's not going to make it to 150. 
I had somebody. Yeah, you got to make the eighty-two. I, I got bad fam- news for I you. I had a family friend in their nineties say, <laughs> "Congratulate him on there." I think it was their ninety-fourth birthday. Ah, great, ninety-four. That's awesome. Nah, I wouldn't recommend it. The seventies and the eighties were great, but the nineties not so much. Cold-blooded analysis, <laughs> and they weren't kidding. It was like I okay, when well, I get somebody else who the uh, president of the Latter Day Saint Church is going to tell you he loves life. There you go. So now we're even. What do you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> you're not making. I got you're not making it to 150, and you don't want to. But it's pointless to me to talk about getting to a conference final. They're building for the ultimate prize. Yeah, and. You're you're building the Taj Mahal, and you just freaking shoveled dirt. <laughs> Seventy-five years in front of you. Yeah, they're building the a LDS uh, Latter-day Saint Temple downtown. It would take forty years. I saw Jay Z just the other day. He was up at the quarry. <laughs> he was getting a, getting a rock, bringing it down. At this rate, can we get going a little faster here? Shot some, have, shot have, some rocks in the fourth quarter. Did they have quarter. a team of oxen and a? <laughs> I, I don't. It was Sunday, and I did see those oxen in the mire. And they were stuck in the mire. Ah, there we go. The okay, there we go. <laughs> I've learned a lot from you guys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Welcome. I got a couple more friends that can talk to you too if you want. Have them give them a call. Give them the number. What's our number? Eight six four three six five six. Keyword something or other. Nailed it. More on this with David Locke, Utah Jazz Radio Voice at eight oh five. Jason Christ from Real Salt Lake at eight thirty, and Great Osaboy, Utah State's. Star player coming up at nine o'clock right here on the zone. The band of the day, Def Leppard, brought to you by Live Nation. Def Leppard comes to Utah First Credit Union Amphitheater September 10th. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. All right, man, I'm getting in line at 9:45. There it is. They at the amphitheater. Yep. Getting in line. That's so old school. I love that. Well, you got to get in line. Even if it's electronically. That's what I meant. I didn't mean literally in line. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) The online line. Yeah. I mean, you got to get your place so when it opens, then you can. go time. Yeah. While you were uh, watching all that hoops last night, the Jazz game and the uh, Mavericks game, did you see the uh, Utah women at UCLA? Yeah, the yeah, Bruins. they got down twelve nothing, and yeah. uh, that was all she wrote. That was pretty much it. The Bruins' size overwhelming them. Mookie Betts' daughter. <laughs> she's bigger than Mookie Betts. Lauren Betts. Lauren Betts yeah. dominating. Yeah, she's a good player. Um, yeah, I'm starting to think, you know, Utah, the women. Sometimes the breaks just go against you, and they had their, you know, one of top, probably their second best player. In a non-contact play during the uh, BYU game, go down. Brinley has a foot injury, right? Broken foot or something like yeah. that. Out for the season. They showed Neepkins last night. She was sitting on the bench. She's got yeah. the big old walking boot on her. Which, yeah, we're, we're what, two months removed, if not three. And um, then Johnson, their, one of their taller players, gets her skull cracked open. On had, to go get, had to go get stitches early in the game. Miss, came back, but missed most of the game. Yeah. It was over by the time she came back. And they had a couple other players out. Uh, Sometimes the breaks go against you. Right. I mean, they split with UCLA, who's ranked number 12 now. They beat them at home in overtime. But everybody wasn't going to go win at Pauly. Men's basketball just won there. Gymnastics just won there. 
Baron Davis was at the game. Baron Davis was there. I saw that shot. Was he talking to Tracy Murray? And they didn't identify him. They the did. He was turned away. Obviously, did not know that he was, was Tracy Murray. He turned away, and so I wasn't sure. It was Tracy Murray. Yeah. Okay. He does the radio uh, analyst job for the men. Okay. He was a local guy. I remember him uh, as a prepster in the. In and they, the area. they don't have a midweek game because USC and UCLA are playing on Saturday. So. Yeah, I think he went to uh, the same high school as Casey Jacobson, Glendora, out there in the San Gabriel Valley. Uh, so. Well, the Utes weren't the only one who had a hard night. Caitlin Clark, she was human. Oh, only 24? 20, on 8 of 26 shooting. And Iowa lost to Indiana in, a, in front of a sellout crowd, 17,000 at Assembly Hall. Indiana got all sorts of fired up and took them down. Well, it's it, this, she's the biggest attraction in women's uh, sports yeah, yeah, yeah. right now, yep. if not even beyond that. So all these folks are coming out to see her play, and that's really cool. I mean, I mean women's basketball, I don't think, has ever received as much publicity. And in large part, it's because of her. And that's fun to see. And uh, shooting is going to be fickle. I'd rather have my bad shooting nights at the end of February than in March. So second, Caitlin Clark's second lowest point total of the year, 21 against Florida Gulf Coast was her lowest. Hey, I'm on the Jay Williams bandwagon. What's she ever won? <laughs> you are not. <laughs> Potster. <laughs> Two Jersey guys. Uh-huh. Jay, we're both Jersey natives. Mm-hmm. That's what Jay Williams is. He's one of my brothers. <laughs> What did she ever want? Pfft. Score a bunch of points. What did he do? What was she, 4 42, you said? 8 of 26. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's it. That's just, that's going to happen in this game. Iowa drops to 23 and 4, and they probably won't win the, the Big Ten now. Ohio State's probably going to do it. They're 14 and 1 in league play, a couple games in front of Iowa and Indiana. So it's going to be the Buckeyes. Uh, yeah, at that level, does it really matter? They're all in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, like for Utah State, you know, they, they stand a good chance to win the regular season. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, it's not that big of a deal. Would they trade a regular season title to win two games and go to the Sweet 16 for the first time would. in more than 50 years? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good spot to be in. I mean, you still it's still good to say, hey, we, we were won the, the conference. Yeah. yeah. But even at that... And, and it always has sort of mystified me. So the teams play 16, 18, 20 games, whatever it is. They've increased them a little bit uh, in conference. It depends on the league. Yeah. yeah. And then they go down to a particular location, and you play two or three games. And if you win that, then that team's jumping up and down like crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got it's multiple a, things to win in college hoops. It always seemed a little silly to me that, that they – put so much emphasis on that and you to an extent you de-emphasize what would appear to be harder you know you've got a basically the conference season in college ball is two months right and it's all these games so do you want to be the better team over two months you want to be the better team over one week or you're the best team over two months or over one week well it's even less than a week it's a half a week (laughs) it is it's not a whole week but three games is a week full of games for college hoops. And some of them, they didn't even have that. With the way the West Coast Conference Tournament was set up, Gonzaga could win it with two victories. Right, yep. right. Most conferences, you got to win three. 
I just and I'm, I'm but they, but they put like 85 90% of the emphasis is on that. That's the automatic bid. Here you get nothing. Now, in most conferences you will get in. And Utah State has put themselves in a great spot. In the Mountain West you will. To sure. where they don't they basically don't have to worry about it. Now. But then you go down there Wherever there is, in this case, it's literally down there in Vegas, wherever the conference for the youth or the Cougars will be uh, back Kansas to KC. Yep. And I, I just don't know that you should be substantially rewarded or significantly penalized on what happens in that situation. After you've just had two months to prove who you are of going through a grind. And it really is. That could be somewhat fluky. Now, a lot of times it isn't. But it's so, it's it's just, I don't know if ironic is the right word, but the Utes for so many years won the thing over the two months, won the thing in Vegas, and then the one time they get beat in their first game, which was Vegas's second game, they go all the way to the final game. It didn't make any sense. Nothing about that made sense. But that's the system, and everybody knows it going in, so we, you we can't know, really complain about we it. We know how you're wired, man. You're Mr. Logical, and you want logic. And it just didn't make any sense. Very but, frustrating. But the thing that I'm saying is they shouldn't be penalized for it. Was Utah, what, what seed were they? Were they a three? They a four? were three. Were they penalized for that loss? That's not logical. I'd have to go back and look. I don't know. They were a two the year before, so maybe they were penalized a little bit, but I have to look what other teams did. I don't remember who the other two and three seeds were and how they stacked up. What it I'm saying is out. go sig- put more emphasis on the body over two months rather than over three days. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. When we come back, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, joins us. Jason Kreis is talking RSL at 830 and great awesome boy Utah State's star forward is coming up at 9 o'clock right here on The Zone.